What movie is that? I'm going to record so we can talk about this on air. Okay. Um, that's called Batman Forever. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Batman and Robin. Okay. That's called Batman and Robin. Uh, okay. So there were two movies made around that time, two Batman movies made around that time that were like, had a similar vibe to them. Mm-hmm. One was with Val Kilmer, okay. as you saw there. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, for listeners, we just watched the music video for Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Yeah. Which I always forget it's is just, just a, a Batman. Batman music video yeah. <laughs> with Seal dancing half shirtless uh, by the bat, the bat signal. signal yeah. So, yeah, it has nothing to do with that fucking movie. Like, it's so, <laughs> that song is so out of place in that movie. Um, what was your question, though? Oh, yeah, that was, that was called Batman and Robin. Um, after Val Kilmer, they replaced him with George Clooney for the, for the follow-up, Batman Forever. Uh, and, dude, all-star cast. You got fucking Val Kilm. You got Jim Kerr. You got <laughs> Tommy Lee J. You got Nicole Kidd. Yeah. And uh, Chris O'Donnell, I think, is the guy that plays Robin. Okay. Uh, he's on, like, NCIS or some shit now. Right on. But that was a hugely, hugely influential movie to me. Okay. And I think the role of Jim Carrey's career. And then the next one, who's in that one, you might be asking. Didn't you just tell me? As villains. No, oh. the one after this one. Oh, okay. They have new villains. Okay. They have Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Okay. Played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Amazing. And Uma Thurman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have this memory. It's like one of my very first memories. And I think it's as, of Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. I, feel, I remember like watching that scene as like a two-year-old and I was yeah. like, oh, I'm aware of my consciousness. Yes, I have a lot of memories of that scene. <laughs> that really did a lot for me. <laughs> that really did a lot for me. The thing is, Natalie, you, you're not supposed to kiss her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, like a, it's definitely a forbidden fruit and... Robin does though. He's got rubber lips on. He's got though, rubber right? lips on. Yeah, that's I, that that is literally one of my first memories of being a person is that scene where he like has the lips. That's a great. That's a great one. Yeah. That's a great way to come into consciousness. Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> it also it awoke something in me for sure because oh. Uma Thurman looks great in that movie. And I will say, how was the casting choices? You uh, might be asking. I did not good. Okay. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is so the opposite of. Mr. Freeze. Right. Mr. Freeze is not a bodybuilder. Sure. He's from America, first of all. Okay. Not that I'm, you know, all into that, but it's just not his character. Okay. Uh, he, he would be German, I guess, because his name is like Friss or whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. And he's just not a bodybuilder. He's like a little emaciated scientist, man, genius. And suddenly it's Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. It makes no goddamn sense. It's movie magic. It makes no goddamn sense. And also the bat suit had nipples on it. Oh, yeah. They built the nipples into the suit. (laughs) Which is insane. Maybe Val Kilmer just had some beefy nips. I believe it was the George Clooney one with the nipples. Maybe George Clooney has some beefy nips. He might. He might. Confirm. Uh, Yeah. I mean... Someone hit us up and let us know if yeah. you've seen George Clooney's nipples. If you've nipples. seen George I'm sure I'm he's sure it's been in a movie. In a movie uh, I'm sure he's been in a movie as well. <laughs> several. <laughs> he's probably acted. I, I think. think so. Yeah. Yeah. And he's probably showed his little, his beefy nips off. His little, his little guys. And you know what? What? He did. He was, he was a terrible Batman, but I still love him a lot. The funniest part of that movie, I will keep talking about it. Thank you. Uh, was they okay. got him like an American Express deal. Oh, and so, so he like, has he has a Batman card oh, yeah. that he whips out like 
boom, I never leave the cave without it, he says. Yeah. Because their lo- their thing is, I never leave home without it. Oh, God. Uh-huh. That's... It's pretty bad. Hmm. It's pretty bad. But I highly recommend a rewatch of those movies if you haven't seen a them in a while. A rewatch? Yeah. Yeah, because the rest of our audience has seen them. Yeah. I will show them to you. Mm-hmm. Gladly. Sure. Because I do rewatch them. Annually, I assume. Probably. Yeah, yeah. probably once a year. Yeah. I'll pop Just those gotta on. Just got to get it in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, me with Gossip Girl. Just once a year. It's same. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah. It's similar. Um, And they're great. Mm-hmm. And they're great. Everybody, welcome. Yeah, hi. To the podcast. We started a little unceremoniously. How are the levels? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like you're a little low. Would oh. you agree? I don't. I, I Just listening. Like, wait, say something. I can hear my own voice in my head and also in the earbuds, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think the levels are okay, actually. Okay. I'm going to check them. I'm going to step away from the microphone for one second. Okay. Uh, I'm still here, and I want to talk about how Michael is wearing pants that have so many rips in them. At least three. I do have some rips in my pants. Okay, so I love these jeans Uh quite a bit. Uh It's hard for me to find good jeans for me okay my weight fluctuates i got a weird body and so it's it's tough mm-hmm. and so i don't i don't i don't throw jeans out willy-nilly <laughs> um but i do i have a a tear in the knee which is which like kind of cool, cool. Yeah. that's like what you want yeah but as you can see right now yeah and i see you're looking at it yeah uh-huh. i have a hole in my crotch mm-hmm. yeah which is unfortunate uh-huh um can you, could you see my, can you tell what color of underwear I'm wearing? No. Okay. okay. No. See, that's what I figured, so. I could probably put a patch in that for you. Could you? Yeah. That'd be cool. And then Just I. like a little denim patch? I also have a hole. In your butt? In my butt pocket, where I keep my wallet, which oh. is unfortunate. Um, I could probably do something. I did buy new jeans recently. Yeah? You went to H&M? I went to H&M, but I just haven't thrown these out yet because they are, they're cool. Yeah, they're you know? cool. The knee slit is cool. That looks like a very like natural it does. knee rip yeah, of yeah. a jean. Well, it is natch. Natch. Fully natch. So natch. Um, it does make me feel cool when I look down and see it. Yeah. Like, uh, but you know. It's winter and I got my bare knees out. That's true. That's true. It does get, it does get chilly. What a badass. I am badass. Oh, this coffee's so fucking good. Hell yeah, um, that's good. What was I going to say? Okay. Oh, we're, I was going to introduce the, the I was going to yeah. introduce the podcast. <laughs> we that's right. You could do that's that. Right. Sorry, we got into Batman, and uh-huh. so I got distracted. Uh huh. Have I talked about Batman every single episode? Probably. I'm sure. I, I assume that. I do apologize for that. I will. I will keep that in <laughs> he, mind, audience. He, he doesn't. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Michael, and I'm Natalie, and, and my, my ex, ex and, and I have a podcast, podcast together. together. And this is episode twelve. 12. Holy shit! Wow. That's too many. We be doing it. It's too many. This is a Michael episode. Yes. As everyone knows. A boy episode. For those keeping track at home. We're going to have a testosterone filled roller coaster ride full of breaking skulls and crushing natties. (laughs) (laughs) I love crushing natties. Yeah, you You do. You do know me. Uh (laughs) You do know me. Uh, Okay, so I just have a couple light things to start with. Okay, let's light bites, the tapas of the conversation. Did you see the recent uh, Chrissy Teigen controversy? Mm -mm, Nope. Chrissy Teigen on Twitter tweeted, which you often do on Twitter. Sure, yeah, good place to start. Uh, Something about how John and her, John Legend, 
accidentally uh, purchased a $13,000 bottle of wine Mm -hmm. at a restaurant because a waiter wasn't like, he just kind of sold it to them without telling them the price. Okay. She was like, you should tell someone the price if it's 13 grand. And then Twitter erupted with a, you're not relatable rhetoric, which is understandable. Yeah. But also, of course she's not. That those I, I kept reading people like bitching about it. And I was like, yeah, she's a fucking millionaire. Yeah, I think maybe. And, and obviously I didn't see the controversy and I don't know anything about it. But maybe the hammer came down especially hard on her because part of her brand is like, despite the fact that she's a millionaire, she's just a relatable lady who like has a yeah. cookbook and like yeah. says th- things to politicians on Twitter. Like it's that's true. like part of her whole thing. It's true. Yeah. But I, okay, I agree with that. And I do, I appreciate her brand. I, I think she's funny. I, I do like uh, following her on Twitter. Sure. But it is silly that anyone actually let that fool them. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. She is, of course, a millionaire. Right. And right. I agree she shouldn't have enough money to absentmindedly, like, buying a $13,000 bottle of wine is an anecdote for her when the rest right. of us, it would be crippling right. debt. Impossible. Kill me. Impossible. I, my life is not worth that Absolutely. much Absolutely. No, it's certainly not. Yeah. It's certainly not. Uh, nor, nor is mine. If I sold my car, I could, you know, I could cover it, I guess, but it wouldn't be fun. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I was just wondering if you had seen that. You seem, you seem like a Chrissy Teigen fan, and I mean that in the best way. Oh, and so I didn't you. know if you had seen it. No, I, I, uh, it's not that I would call myself a non-Chrissy Teigen fan. I think I'm pretty Teigen neutral. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I also think I'm Tegan neutral. Yeah. I do like engaging with her, but sure. she is, you know, totally uh, a rich person. Yeah. I think Logan and Kara have her cookbook and they just make stuff from it all the time and let me eat it, which is really nice of them. That uh, is nice. And it's usually really, really good. It's always really good. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. So, so she's she, a cook? Yeah. She's a cook. She's doing that well. That's good. Yeah. Does she, she doesn't have a job. Like she I doesn't. I think her job is just being Chrissy Teigen. Right. I think at right. some point you just, your job is just. It's just being the person you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Because she was a model. Yeah. I think, I believe so. Well, God bless her. Yeah. You know? God bless she her. She was hosting um, Lip Sync Battle. Lip Battle. What is it? Uh, Lip Sync Battle. Yeah. That's right. That, when I saw that show for the first time, I thought, this is the downfall of civilization. Like, we've done it. But it, like, it actually, like, it, it turned out some, like, really iconic moments. The, um, the, um... Oh, I'm not going to remember his name, but he sings Rihanna's Umbrella. Is it Tom Holland? Uh, Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, Tom Holland. He did it. He did. He did that. He, he did. He sang Rihanna's Umbrella and it was like iconic. It was iconic. Yeah. In what way was it iconic? It's just really cool. Like he's like, he like the choreography is really good. He like really commits and yeah. like really gets it. Okay. Like, okay. And it's just like the thing the, I think the. And I've literally only seen like that and then like probably one other performance from this lip sync show. But like, I think the the interesting part about it is like how hard a person commits. Yeah, that's true. I think that's what you're kind of waiting to see. That's true. Because I think they're probably also in charge of the the production value. Like Tom Holland, or I hope that's the person that it was because I don't remember. But like... There was actual rain happening. Like he's like, he like, there's this moment where he like hits a puddle and it like the water goes up okay. and it's like real cool. Yeah. I do like that. It's, it, yeah. It was neat. It's it was just, a, it was a good production. It's okay. You know what? I'm going to lighten up. I'm going to be like, you know what? That is cool. I'm sure other things are nightmares. 
like other performances on sure. it. Sure. But I, I, when I saw it, the reason my mind went to the downfall of civilization was just like, are we really doing a fucking lip sync show? Like it is, it's not like a music show. It's not an actual performance. It's just like celebrities. It's like the fetishization of celebrities. We're just watching them fucking lip sync a song that we all know. I also think it's kind of like drag for straight people too. That or like is drag so for funny. like not drag queens. That is so funny. That's, that's fucking true. I think that's probably part of it. Is that like is so true. Non-drag queens, the straights saw yeah. drag shows and they were like, I want it. Let's make a show with Chrissy Let's Teigen. Let's make a show with Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. And Spider-Man. Yeah. No, he was just on it Do once. an umbrella. Well, he yeah. was good though. He was really good. I, that is so funny. Have you, you've been to drag shows? Yeah. They're so much fun. They're a lot of fun. They're so much fucking yeah, fun. Yeah, drag shows are really fun. Oh, after the pandy, we got to go. We got to go after the panini. We got to go. Yeah. After the pizza party. I would love to. Um, I never, I feel like I never bring enough singles. And so like, I got to remember. Okay. So that was a tip I received before I went to the only drag show I've ever been to in, in, in Columbus. Yeah. And I was so happy that I brought some singles. Yeah. Thankfully, I was going with, uh, a gay man who had been there a yeah, million times been there, done that. and he yeah. was just like he gave me he was like i brought you singles excuse oh, me nice. I, he didn't even give me the tip he was just like bro i have singles yeah. let's let's have a great time let's do it up and it was fantastic hell yeah i don't remember the name of the club in columbus but it was uh it was phenomenal lots of fun i had so much fun oh yeah also the music selection oh yeah was perfect incredible it yeah perfect. incredible yeah god bless them absolutely um i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> The drag queens. The drag queens. That's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, yeah, dude. That it was. It was so much goddamn fun, and we have to go after the pandy. Uh, we gotta. Uh, you There's... and I. You and I talked about the game Hitman recently. <laughs> oh no. Um, I just wanted to bring that up because I did. I did end up downloading Hitman Three, and it's been phenomenal. Okay. Um, and he is a clone. You were correct. Okay. Natalie and I got into an argument about the character Agent Forty Seven. Listen, I don't want anybody anybody listening to this podcast to assume that i knew anything about the video game franchise hitman that you didn't know without googling it i don't want that i don't want that assumption out there about me i googled it i sat i was sitting in a car waiting for my mom to check out at an antique mall and i googled facts about hitman and told them to you because you were wrong about a lot i okay i was wrong about one thing <laughs> and that i assumed that the character hitman was raised to be a hitman. You you missed his whole backstory. Because you assumed that he did have ambitions outside of murder. I believe that still. You thought he wanted to be a baker. I thought he could be. I didn't think he, I specifically, I just was putting that out there. What if he wants to be a baker? His whole life he's told he has to be a hitman. Yes. And, and that's unfortunate. He should be able to follow his own arrow. And I was saying that, no, he was raised to be a hitman and they totally like, took his personality away from him and so he doesn't want to be a baker he just wants to be a murderer has he ever baked yeah yeah you can bake you in know? the in the game yeah you because, can change it to a baking sim uh well you got to pretend to be people sometimes okay and and you know in service of the murder oh and right, so right, right. you'll like you'll put you'll kill a so he's kind of getting to live all kinds of different lives you know huh? what that's true he's really just kind of experiencing it all good for him that's absolutely true in hitman blood money you you become a party clown for a brief a brief moment amazing and i'll probably never get to do that in my career exactly and all in right. the same level you become a pool man and I so you're just corrected. like yeah exactly all okay right. i'm glad we solved that um 
And we have, we've received dozens of emails asking me how my Crash Bandicoot 4 100% run is going. I don't monitor the email account, so I'm going to have to take your word And just for that. so all those people know, it's going pretty well, but it's been, it's been very difficult. This is what Michael episodes are. Uh, it's been very difficult. That game is incredibly hard. Um, and I, I do appreciate that they bumped up the difficulty level for Crash 4 because they knew like their audience had grown and we're adults now. Mm-hmm. And so we could handle a little bit more difficulty. Um, but, but you know, it's, it's been a real challenge. I've sunk like fucking eight hours, maybe more into this at this point, And, uh, it's going really well. In how long? Like a couple weeks. <laughs> so definitely more than eight hours. I would say so. Yeah. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I was like, that's wrong. Yeah. I was, I thought you were going to say I've sunk like eight hours a day for the past yeah, month. I was, it yeah. Cause I right. think I did eight hours yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, I mean, no. you already told on yourself a couple episodes ago. Oh, that's true. I yeah. did. I did mention that. Yeah. Oh, no. My brain was trying to protect me and saying no. like, no, dude, you didn't do. You you've didn't only st- done like eight hours total. That's totally fine. No, no, no. You've just wasted a work day on that game. But that's not true. That's not true. Several work. A work week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um. So last week we got hyped up listening to theme songs. Yeah. Or last last time we were here. Yeah. Because uh, I control the hype when we're here. What did we do last time at your house? Probably just something dumb. I yeah, I don't know if I let us get hyped up. Well, we record in the evenings at your house, so True. I usually get there and you're like watching something. Yes, and we finish that up and then we set up. That's true. Man, it is. Yeah, it's a totally different vibe. Yeah. I wonder if the episodes like do sound different. I wonder because when we're at my place, we play D&D on Friday night. So we record Saturday morning. We usually get up. We have coffee. Sometimes I'll make eggs. Sometimes we order stuff. Yeah. We'll start watching, you know, TV theme songs or Catfish or start listening to Jack Jams like we did this morning. Yeah. Or we'll watch uh, fucking this morning we watched... What is that even called? The, the real bros. Oh yeah, GeoGuessr. Yeah, um, that was so fun. I'm probably watched, gonna do that on my own time. You should. We watched professional professional GeoGuessr players play GeoGuessr. It was so entertaining, and it's incredible. If you're not familiar, it's it's a browser based game where uh, they drop you somewhere in the world uh, in Google Maps, like Google Street View, and you have to walk around to get a sense of the you know your environment, and then guess where you are in the world. And yeah, it's, it's fucking it's so much fun. And this guy that you were showing me is so like within seconds sometimes can figure it out and he knows so many things about like the flags and the streets and the way that the cars are and the trees like it's unreal he does a lot of like license plates i know what these license plates look like in this country curb colors uh what side of the you know road they're driving on yeah fucking the lines in the road the trees the buildings it's it's fascinating to watch it's so fucking cool i highly recommend it his name is geo wizard on youtube if you want to check him out i love it and then yeah we were watching the real bros of simi valley which you're showing me which is great but my my point of uh also yeah audience tell us if the the odds sound different than the evens the uh, yeah yeah. because i would be curious to know if we like put off of a different vibe because our environment is so different when we record interesting um but last time we were here we warmed up by watching tv intros Mm -hmm. and uh tv show theme songs and my favorite one of them that we watched was say by the bell okay now did you hear that screech from say by the bell died has passed away oh that was kind of a joke (laughs) 
No. No. Oh no, he has? He For had, real? Yeah, he did die. Okay. Oh, that's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. My my friend immediately sent me condolences when that happened. Uh, because he knew how much I loved Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Now, Dustin Diamonds, that's his name. Rip. Rip. R.I.P. R.I.P. to Dustin Diamonds. Yeah. Uh, first of all. However, I didn't identify with the character Screech necessarily, although I probably was closest to him. And then I don't know if you knew know this, but I researched Dustin Diamond after he passed. And apparently he wrote like a tell-all about Saved by the Bell. Okay. And the recording of it and the wow. cast. And he just lied about everybody and like wrote about scandals. He said that like uh, Kelly Kapowski and Zach Morris and AC Slater had a threesome on set every day. And, every like, day? Every day. God. And then uh, they did a... Of course, you remember the episode No Hope with Dope. Um, and he said that everybody was like, it purposefully got stoned for that episode just to be just to like buck you to the audience, you know, and that the the like the showrunner was banging everybody and that. And it uh, was all fake. Yeah, uh, allegedly. I mean, like it, it's only he had no evidence. It's only his word. And then all of the cast members were like, no, that's absolutely not true. That's you're fucking, hilarious. You're fucking lying about it. That is and so funny. I, I ordered the book. Okay. And I will be reporting back, but oh. I wanted to set this up and say RIP to Dustin Diamond, first of all. But second of all, it's hilarious. You wrote a, <laughs> an, expose. an apparently fake expose yeah. on the cast of Saved by the Bell. Uh, and, but I will be reading it and I'm excited to to bring it to the audience so you don't have to read it because I imagine none of you care. I can't wait. If you If there are any like paragraph selections that are especially yeah. poetic please earmark them for that's what i'm thinking of doing I, yeah. d- I do think i will be like reading certain passages live when i when i deem them appropriate um and i'm very excited right on i'm very excited i'm excited to like live in the fantasy of that book and i because i do i do want to live in a world where uh mark paul gosler and mario lopez had a threesome with tiffany amber Thiessen yeah every day sure like, every day that's a great world to live in all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, so I will be reporting back on that. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, another thing I wanted to do today is, you know, the pandy is not winding down, certainly. It's not, which is just... <sighs> yeah, it's certainly not winding down, but there are, you know, there's a vaccination out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom got it, and I don't know when people our age are going to be able to get it. Right. But... You know, it's around the corner. It's like we can see it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and so I, I assume I'll be going back out on dates. Yeah. Because I'll feel comfortable to do that. Hell yeah. However, okay. it's been a long time. Yeah. And I was wondering if we could talk about just the general concept of first dates, how you feel about them, how you prefer them to go down, okay. what you see as the man's role in the first date okay. as okay. far as etiquette. Okay. So sure. let's start with getting asked out on a first date. Sure. We've met, say, on Tinder okay. because that's likely how I'll be meeting this young woman. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, this lucky lady. This lucky lass. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I've, I've matched on Tinder. We're talking. Chatting. Everything's cool. Let's say we've been talking for, oh, that, you know what? That's my first question. How long, or is it totally dependent on the conversation? How long should I be talking before I'm like, hey, we should take this to real life? It's, it, it depends on the conversation. And I'm going to say that it depends even more on the 
reply frequency. It Interesting. It like if we are messaging back and forth for like an hour and we're like vibing and yeah. like things are flowing smoothly, I'm cool with like right out of the gate. Wow. Okay. I'm cool. I'm totally cool with that because and I think we may have may have touched on this before. It does get to a point when you're texting back and forth with somebody for too long where you kind of start to create that like false sense of yes. intimacy. You think that you know them better than you do and you have expectations and then totally. you meet them. They can't meet those expectations and it's a failure. However, yeah. if we're messaging on Tinder and it's like the tone that has been set is like we are taking hours to reply back to each other. Mm-hmm. The trust is not building as quickly and I'm going to need, I think, a little bit more to want to be asked out by this person yeah okay interesting Mm -hmm. i have a couple follow-up questions there okay first of all um it's about trust i like that that was what i was gonna focus on like is it is it um the sheer it's certainly not the sheer quantity of the messages you've received obviously those the amount of messages you receive will build up quickly if you're texting back and forth um within the first hour right but i was also wondering if it's like the progression of the conversation whereas if you're texting back and forth very quickly in an hour you get pretty far in a conversation but if you send a lot of messages but you only send a couple a day obviously that that conversation isn't really going to progress anywhere right but you you mentioned trust is it like um Getting a sense of, okay, this person's not a serial killer. Is that what you mean? That's a big part of it. It's, uh, you know, this person's not a serial killer. This person is, we've maybe followed each other on Instagram or I have some like social proof that they're not insane. Yes. Um, or fake. Or fake. Yeah. Um, it's it's so interesting whenever we talk about this kinds of thing because you always bring the they could be catfishing they could be fake perspective and I always bring the they could be psychotic and want to kill me perspective yeah Man. yeah such is the burden of our two such, genders such, like such that is life yeah I'm worried about them just not looking like they look and yeah. you're like this they could be dangerous yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but yeah anyway I think there are definitely men that I've talked to on dating apps that are they they're very withholding they don't want to like reveal a lot of personal information about themselves and they they say like you know this is a dating app and we're strangers and I totally get that but the more closed off you are on an app the less likely I'm going to want to like meet you in person I need to know stuff about you first okay yes the more closed off you are on an app the less likely you're going to want to meet them in person in in my opinion yeah I, I mean I'm sure I'm sure that's true um, and certainly there's a balance there. You don't want to go like too, yeah. too hard. I the, shouldn't like know all of your childhood traumas before I meet you in person. Exactly. Cause you want, you want there to be something to learn Yeah, when, yeah. when you finally go out on the date, speaking to your earlier point of we, I can't be, I can't have a full picture of you in my mind before we meet. Right. right. Uh, I need, I need some blanks to be filled in. Otherwise it's going to be fucking weird when we finally interact. You right. Know? Uh, okay. Okay. So totally dependent on the conversation. And then how, what do, what do I say? <laughs> like, okay. So I'm like, uh, we're vibing. We're vibing. Let's go with the, uh, what I would assume is the best scenario of we've been talking for a couple hours, um, and, and the conversation's going well and well, our response time is good. Okay. What's your preference? Do you want to ask somebody out first or do you want to transition to like getting off the app, texting or DMing on Instagram? 
I like that intermediary step. My impulse is that. Yeah. My impulse is like, because that seems like the next logical step. Yeah. I I, I appreciate that. Okay. Oh, good. Good. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that's a, a correct impulse. I will say that I'm like um, often nervous about that. That somehow feels like a more of an ask than will you meet me in person? Like, can you give me your number? That seems like more of a commitment on... So you say, can I give you my number and put the, give them the power? Yeah. And then it's like, it just hit me up if you want. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Can I give you my number or here's my number? I like, I like, can I give you my number? Because I like that too. The, like you're asking permission and like, I don't think you can go wrong with that. I don't think I've ever done that in my life and I wouldn't have thought to do that. But as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, that's a fucking, that's a cool thing to say. Yeah. I, cool I will say. say that a lot. Okay. 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 Uh, okay. So we've exchanged numbers. Uh-huh. We're texting now. Sure. Uh, I guess, I guess it's totally dependent on the person, but I'm, I, I should think of a date idea. Correct. Well, I mean, you know, it's 2021. It is. We, who's to say, but yeah. I will say if you are like looking to stand out among men, men are typically in my experience, not really planners. And when they are, they don't really put forth that much effort. So I always think it's impressive and I appreciate it when it's like, like, I think the best first date that I've been on in recent memory was I was talking about, um, Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) (laughs) There's a game on. I literally forgot what I was going to say. Oh no, I'm so sorry. The best first date you've been on recently was, um, that's so funny. Oh my God. That's so funny. Well, my point was I had said that I like really liked something and the guy was like, oh, let's go do that. Oh, sick. And yeah. And it it was just like, oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was, it was the art museum. Oh, Because I was like, I love art museums. I used to work at one and the guy was like, yeah, let's, let's go like Saturday. And I was like, hell yeah. I'm down. You already know that I like this and I probably want somebody to do it with me. Let's do it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because yeah. then it's like a test drive for something that he knows that you do. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Good idea, guy. <laughs> it uh, didn't work out, but you know. I was going to, an art museum kind of seems like a rough first date spot, no? Well, I think it's great. Not in, not what you want in a pandemic. Right. A, yeah, that's yeah, true. Not, it was not, and like, it was uncomfortable and you have to keep your mask on inside, which is fine and allowed, but. Obviously, I want the art museum to like stay open and I want people to go mm-hmm. see art, but not the wisest place to yeah, go, yeah. so that's not. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. So, I, obviously, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's good advice is to incorporate something that was said, yeah. an interest, a particular interest. Because um, like, I, I, I struggle with that where it's like trying to, trying to come up with a good idea for a first date that isn't let's go get coffee, which everyone says. But, but I do want to put in a vote for let's get coffee because the, the, let me, the, let me take you and do something that I know you're interested is like, that's a move. Like that's a big, like, oh, you like me and you want to do something I'm interested. And that communicates to me that you're like into me. If the vibe is more, we don't really know how we feel about yeah. each other, but this is kind of nice. Let's see how we vibe in person. I think coffee is like super low stakes. Yeah. We're not committing to a full day or a full dinner. Like we're yeah. just going to meet. Yeah. And then there's always the possibility of like, maybe we could go on a walk. Maybe we could go somewhere else. Like coffee is my favorite low stakes option. Okay. Okay. And it doesn't, it doesn't bother, the unoriginality doesn't bother you. Not if it's like, 
I mean, things are unoriginal for a reason, like, right? Because they work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's a good point. That's a good point. And like anything else would have to be something specific. Uh, like if it's not drinks or coffee, then it's it's something tailored to that person, which as you said, is like, that's a declaration, you know, that's a move. It depends on how much, how much you want to put into it. If you want to, if you want to go for it and go the extra mile, you can do that. If you want to just keep it low key, you can do coffee. Got it. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. That's good to know. Okay. So before we, before we transition to talking about the later parts of the first date, okay. Uh, like actual, actual daytime. I'm so nervous. You one time read me, um, tinder bios oh yeah okay so i didn't want to make it a whole segment uh because you had already done that you know Mm -hmm. but what what that segment did for me was kind of confirm that i shouldn't be feeling as weird as i do and that's what i wanted the segment to do for you yes yes i wanted it to be a confidence booster i don't know how many tinder bios you read of women i don't know if you also have are searching for women on tinder it like it depends on my mood. Okay. But okay. Sometimes I have seen them. Okay. Uh, I want. But to- I imagine that straight women, it's probably a different experience. That than, is an excellent than like point. women who would also show their profiles to women. That's an excellent point. Okay. Yeah. So I just these are literally just ones that I found yesterday, while I was here. I can't here. wait. I can't wait. And I just screenshotted some of my faves mm. that I wanted to read to you. Hit me. Okay. This first one's a little long, but bear with me I'm because re- it's oh, worth it. I'm ready. Her name's Casey. Hi, Casey. Okay. The name's Casey, not like Casey Anthony. Already, we're starting in a very strange place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First of all, I hate when they say their name in the bio because it's like, do you think I can't read? It's Excellent. Right, it's right points. there. I did. Uh, I, I saw a couple girls do that and I was like, well, or their age. They yeah. also say their age in their bio. What it, it, it's already there. Unless it's different than what it says because you like got a Facebook when you were too young or whatever. Right. You can just. You, you don't have to say Let it. that do the work. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> You're acting like you don't look at other people's bios. Right. Uh, okay, so Kathy, Casey Anthony, the famous alleged murderer of her child, is a weird person to reference. Right, up the, right at the top. Right out the, right the gate. Okay. Yeah. I'm a full-time stay-at-home emotional support ferret trainer. <laughs> okay. So That sentence just with every word took me to a place I didn't expect to yes, go. Yes, that's a lot there. And yeah. I will read it slower for the audience. <laughs> I'm a full-time, stay-at-home, emotional support ferret trainer. I love it. I don't know what's happening there. So what this woman does is she wakes up, she stays home, Mm -hmm. and for eight hours a day, five days a week... Trains ferrets. Trains ferrets to be emotional support animals. And then sells those ferrets to people... Sure. ...who have anxiety issues or whatever. Maybe the ferrets are brought to her and she trains them on a ferret-to-ferret basis. Or is she breeding ferrets and she has kind of a ferret enterprise? you can train an emotional support dog... Sure. ...because they can learn. Ferrets are mean and stupid. And stupid long mice. Yeah. (laughs) And so I don't know what that means. Okay, so... My ex and I couldn't make a living doing this. I really want to believe that the first part of that sentence is a proper down and she's talking yeah. about our yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. My ex and I, yeah, and that we can't make a living doing this. We can't make this. a living doing this. She He's, just has some commentary for us right at the top. My ex and I couldn't make a living doing this. He's not around anymore. Okay. So uh, that's just something that she put in there. Oh, uh, so doing this, the emotional support ferret training. Correct. So it, it's not enough income for the two of them. So he dipped. But also he's not around anymore. Okay. Yeah. he. Di- well, I don't think he dipped because it wasn't enough income. 
I think they just broke up. Okay, but she and just, she had just to wanted t- to mention that. Okay. Um, I also do part-time locksmith work, so I don't need a key to your house. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. We're not to the worst part of the bio yet. That's by almost the way. threatening. It is absolutely, and we're not to the worst part. Oh no. Swipe left, so meaning no. No. Okay. If you voted for Biden. Okay. Oh, no. You're a Harry Potter fan, <laughs> which I think is funny. I do, too. You like dogs. Excuse okay. me? Yes. With your fucking ferrets? Yes. Get out of here. Swipe right. Okay, so say yes if you're under 6'2". Very specific. All right. I mean, go off. You like black girls. Is she... White. Okay. Yep. Uh, you need fixed. Ah. Uh? Also, if you're bi, please don't bother. Well, I wasn't planning on it, yeah. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What? Or she means guys that are into guys, probably. Because yeah, she just well, wouldn't yeah, be seeing yeah, the yeah. girls, which is so funny that right. she was like, no, no, no. I don't want, I don't want you if you're also attracted to men, which is yeah. insane. Ugh. So that's a that was a bio. Wow. That I just read you. That took me on a trip. Yeah. It was uh, pretty shocking. Pretty shocking. I, so, okay. That is what I'm trying, I'm putting myself like, that's what I'm up against. And that feels good. It should. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to continue and I hope you feel better. That was probably the weirdest one. Okay. But these are like. Emotional support. <laughs> looking for attention. I mean, same. Already. Hilarious. <laughs> At least we're being honest. Polly with a primary. Listen, okay. Polly people go off. Love it for you. You're annoying. It was 100%. You got that NRE, mm-hmm. new relationship energy. For everyone. For everybody. Oh my God, that's crazy. Annoying. Okay. So Polly with a primary, meaning she is, she has like a bottom. We should probably explain that at some point because I don't want to make the Polly community an entire enemy of the podcast. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm bitter and I am jealous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, this next one confuses me. Okay. Weekend mom. Meaning she does not have full custody. Sure. I assume and gets custody. On the weekends. On the weekends. All right. Odd. I mean, I don't know if maybe the court system has gotten more progressive since my parents divorced, but it's odd when the mom doesn't have the primary that custody. That is, it seems it, like a red Like flag. something's off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, add me on Facebook. Um, no, no. <laughs> not even remotely interested in religious conservatives, country boys, or sober people. Ah. Uh. Okay. Now, I understand being hesitant to enter a relationship with somebody who is like in the program and is, you know, like was yeah, yeah. Um, really struggled with their addiction in the past. But just sober people is a weird thing to totally dismiss. Yeah, for sure. Like country. I get country boys. Sure. I get religious conservatives. Sure. But just you don't get fucked up. That's a weird thing to I wonder if, okay. I don't like sober people either, but I'm totally not going to like rule it out. Right. You know what I mean? I bet it's because she likely has a substance reliance situation and doesn't want to feel judged. We'll get to that. Okay. Oh no. Uh, The very next sentence is, let's get messed up together and maybe I'll draw you. Okay. I can and will outsmoke you. Okay. I really, really like Star Wars. Okay. Sacrilegious heathen as fuck. 
If you don't like cats, you don't like me. Right. That's great. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, but I can't drive. That's a problem, huh? My bedroom is actually pretty cool. Oh, like we... <laughs> Come over and see it. Okay. So my bedroom is actually pretty cool. The use of the word actually there. There's no photos of her bedroom in her profile. So we weren't thinking about her bedroom. Is that a... That's a pickup line then? My yeah, bedroom's I, actually pretty cool. Come see it. That actually really throws me off. And you know yeah. what? Your delivery made it seem a little more realistic to use as a pickup line. Yeah. I was saying, my, my bedroom's actually pretty cool. Which <laughs> like, yeah. like somebody had been like, yo, your bedroom sucks. Your bedroom's pretty whack, yeah. Which My bedroom's it, actually pretty cool. That's right. I mm-hmm. No, okay. I think it's like a I think it's like a <clears throat> My bedroom's, my bedroom's actually, pretty, actually cool. pretty cool. You should come slide on in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that 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 lady is uh it's oh, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so this next one this next one's a simple one. Okay. But keep that. in mind that this woman is 31 years old. Okay. I may or may not be part cat slash part fairy. Fairy. I really, this is important. How does she spell fairy? Just the normal way? Or is it like one of those fucking A-E bullshit? No, no, no. It's the normal way. Okay. Yeah. Um, that one really took me aback because I was like, she's an adult. She's like a grown. A human woman. A grown probably woman. Probably with a job and like pays taxes. Yeah, for sure. She's a teacher. It oh, says okay. teacher. Okay. Uh, teaching the youth. Teaching the youth as a uh, part fairy. When women say that they're part cat, is that like a sex thing? I don't think so. Okay. I think it's just like, um, you're trying to communicate what your demeanor is like. Oh. I think. I thought it was like the cat girls on TikTok. Uh, uh, what? There's like, there's like TikTok girls who they act like cats. They dress up like cats? They dress up like cats. And then they... And it's like a sexual thing. It's a sexual thing? <laughs> they like drink water out of bowls and stuff? I mean, probably. Well, what's the TikTok? It's like, well, no, there's, it's just a genre of TikToks. They're just meowing? Yeah. Okay. I'll show you some later. I'd be interested. It might, it might awaken something. Awaken some something in me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah nervous. That's true. Uh, don't be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to be near you when it happens. <laughs> I promise it won't awake something in me. Okay. Uh, okay, this next one. She's 25. She's a dancer professionally. Okay. Animals are awesome and humans suck. I think that's the reason I screenshotted this because that's so annoying. It is. It is. Because, like, we get it. Humans suck? Suck. Really? So I'm here on this human dating app. Yeah. To yeah. tell you that you suck. Best way to my heart is with food and forehead kisses. That's fine. I mean, but like, yeah. Speaking of stereotypes, this next one is just a millennial trying to get through life one bottle of wine at a time. <laughs> uh, I love wine. Oh, I, okay. This is another one I screenshotted that I think, I think it just drives me nuts when people say humans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's crazy. She says, teacher of tiny humans by day. Oh, I hate that. And country concert attendee by night. I hate referring to children as tiny humans. Open water scuba certified Jeep enthusiast. I'm sorry, what? And you're living in Columbus? Yeah, 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 yeah. Teacher of tiny humans. That drives me nuts. Yeah, I don't like that. Lord. Okay. Um, so, Thank you for that journey. Yeah, of course. Ugh. So that's what you're up against. You know what I mean? Like- were any of those women physically attractive to you? 
Yes. Yes. Uh, um, the fairy was. Uh-huh. And, the part uh, fairy. Part the cat. part fairy. Get it right. And uh, I, di- I didn't screenshot their pictures, but I'm just trying to remember. The, the person who did not like sober people was not attractive. I remember that. And then the uh, teacher of tiny humans was also attractive. Okay. But I did not. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. No. Um, I feel like maybe... I don't know if this is a real opinion. I feel like it's easier to tell if a guy is normal or not without reading their bio. But with girls, I feel like they maybe all look normal. Usually. Uh Yes. And then you get to the bio and it's like, oh, Jesus. I would agree with you. I think that's true. Yeah. Like I can usually clock up. Like when I was reading you Tinder bios, all those dudes looked like that would be their fucking Tinder bio. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I think it's because if I had to wager a guess as to the reason for that, just the beauty standards for women in that you, it's like expected that women will take care of themselves and like get ready in the morning and shit. Yeah. With, where dudes, the default is not doing that. And uh-huh. so anyone who does, it's, it's like, like, okay. Ooh, yeah. look at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. But I think that's probably the reason. Uh, and not, not so much that you could tell a bad or a good dude right away, but you can definitely spot a bad one. <laughs> okay, but now that now that we've explored a little bit of what I'm dealing with on Tinder and what you're competing with on Tinder, uh, let's return to the first date. Okay. So I've we've asked we've asked her out. We've asked her I'm, out. I'm including you in this. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad because every time we do a podcast, I have to take a bathroom break in the middle. Oh, you're fine. Dude. I just chugged that latte. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, we we, we chugged we better. she chugged a lavender latte. Okay, um, so just talk more about Dragon Ball Z or whatever for a second. Oh, I can't talk about Dragon Ball Z anymore. Okay, the well, people hate it. Then put a drop in or do something. Crash Bandicoot Four dog. has Christ. been has been a fun journey so far. Um, and as Natalie pointed out, it's definitely been way more than eight hours for me. Um, but I think my brain, in order to protect itself, just tries tries to convince me that that it's only been eight hours. But um, Crash Bandicoot Four has a, a dude. It's if you're if you're looking a hundred percent that game, buckle the fuck up, dude, because it is ridiculous. Okay, so there are like there are fucking um six gems on each course that you must collect in order to complete the course fully. There's uh there's dying less than three times, collecting um collecting 40, 60, and 80%, and then a hundred percent of the boxes, and then uh finding the hidden gem. And um, and that's a lot to that's a fucking lot to do, you know. Uh, there's there's hidden boxes in every single level, so it, it's hard to keep that in mind. It's hard to get a hundred percent of the boxes, uh, getting a hundred percent of the boxes, and also ending the level dying less than three times is pretty much fucking impossible because you're you're you know taking risks to get the all the boxes. Finding the hidden gem is always a fucking issue. You got to go through the level super slowly. And then, God damn it, if you're going through the level super slowly, trying to get all the boxes, trying to make it through without dying three times, and then you get, it takes you forever, and you get to the end of the level, and then you fucking realize that you've died four times, and you complete the level, and then you realize that you only, you know, you missed like five boxes or whatever. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. Um, uh... And then I just got to a point in the game the other day where uh, you can go back through each fucking level 
uh, inverted is how they is what they call it, and do the level again. And there's another six gems every single level. And so you you got to collect twelve gems. So anyway, we asked her on a date. Fucking to get the level oh, done, Jesus. and then also there are time relics where you have to fucking get complete Michael, the level. Michael, come back yeah. to oh, me. Oh, sorry, sorry. Michael. What's going on? We asked her on a date. I'm not interested in dating. I want to play Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we've asked her on a date. Let's say let's say this one is just coffee, okay? Okay. Uh, I'm meeting her there, presumably. Okay. Because you don't pick her up. I, w- I wouldn't on the first date. She doesn't know. Right. She doesn't know me. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> Unless she, like, is like, wow, I can't. <laughs> I guess I'll have to get an Uber. Like. Oh, like that girl who said she can't drive. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. So, in, in the event that they can't drive, I'm meeting them there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, how do you. <laughs> I like the arm movements. Yeah, I'm moving my arms a lot while I'm talking. Dress, okay? Okay. How cute. How dressy should I be? What does dressy mean to you, Michael? Do I have buttons on my shirt? Like it like uh, so you <laughs> you talk a lot about how long it fucking takes you to get ready for a date. Like you put a lot of work into like, you know, fucking throwing a dope outfit together. Shaving my butthole. Shaving your butthole looking cute as shit and then hitting the town. And I imagine, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, that it is incredibly frustrating if a guy has clearly put in no effort. Yeah. Um, and so how, how, but how do you gauge that? Other than I wouldn't wear jeans with a hole in my crotch. Right. But like, like my hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a fair question for you because you've never had your hair this long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't know what to do with it. So what would communicate, I guess, yeah, what would communicate to you that I put in the adequate amount of effort? Because I am genuinely excited, but I just don't know, like. So here's the thing. Here's what I want to say about men's fashion. Especially for like a daytime date. Yeah. I'm not really looking for you to have a particularly impressive look on the date. I am going to judge how attracted to you I think I'm going to be based on the aesthetic of your dating app photos. And I think that uh-huh. your job on the first date is to match that aesthetic, uh-huh. which I assume is because it's on your dating app, the aesthetic you want to achieve. Wow. And so I'm looking for a congruency of, okay, these are this man's photos. This is this man in the wild. Holy this is shit. his look. This is his style. I like that. This is a free podcast. I, I I guarantee you no dude has thought about that. Okay. Like looking, matching the vibe you're, you are portraying in your dating app. Yeah. I guarantee no one's thinking about that. They're picking the best photos and then that's just totally removed from how they present themselves in the real, in, in real life. Uh, but man. you, I'm, I'm thinking of the photos that I assume that you have on your dating app. Yeah. Like just the photos I know of you that you like. Uh-huh. You tend to do, you do like the, like darker on top. You uh-huh. like tend to have like. A lot of beanies. A lot of beanies. Yeah. Like I, th- I think of like typically your facial hair looks really nice whenever you take photos of yourself. Like mm-hmm. it looks like you've groomed that recently. Yeah. 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 That's what I would be looking for. Okay. Okay. So. Yes. Uh, 
So communicating to you that I didn't put in the effort would be a deviation from that in that my fucking facial hair is not. You look worse not than your photos. I look worse than my photos. Yeah. I, I, uh, I always have t-shirts in my photos. And so keep, keep that consistent. I, I would, I mean. Obviously if it's a coffee shop, it's not like. Yeah. A, coffee is not, we're not going to the opera. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you can just keep it cash keep and it just cash. keep it like aesthetically pleasing cash. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I didn't just get it out of the shower. Right. That's, ooh, that is huge. I want you to shower. I want you to shower two hours before and make sure your hair is dry. Yes. I can't tell you the amount of times I've showed up to a date and this dude clearly showered 20 minutes before and was rushing and he's sweating and his hair is kind of frizzing out because it didn't have time to dry, but like he was running around. That blows my mind. Oh my God. It's unbearable. And now I know that I won't... Uh, I won't do that because I like to shower, let my hair dry, and then put it up because mm-hmm. my hair is super long right now, and I've yeah. been bunning it. Yeah. Uh, so I I do know that I will be avoiding that, uh, keeping it casual and just like again, I think I think the real insight here that no dude has thought of is keep it consistent with the photos in your in your fucking on your profile. Yeah, because for men, like. I don't expect guys to like know everything about fashion and like know exactly what makes them look good, but I do want them to have taste and to see that there is effort in emulating that taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's all I need. Yeah. Okay. the The bar's pretty low. Yeah, yeah. The just bar's pretty try, low. Try, you know. Just try. Just try to do it. That's the that's the ticket. Yeah. It's just fucking trying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. That's good to know. Okay. So I look good. You look good. Fan- I'm feeling good. I've arrived. Mm-hmm. early i would say so okay. I, I appreciate that yeah i always try to be early uh okay so i've arrived early i purchased my coffee mm-hmm. i'm sitting there she yeah. gets there see this isn't this is interesting that you're asking me about this specifically because this is the part of the date that always gives me anxiety are we are we waiting out front for each other are we going in and you're getting whoever gets there first is getting a table excellent question. are we yeah like if it's a coffee shop i've never been before how do does it work? I, how does it work? Am I? Do you stand at the counter while they make your drink and then take it back? Do they bring it out to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the door to get in? I can't tell you how many coffee shops have tricky doors. Yes. That you don't know which one's the right one. Yep. Yep. It's like, it's hard. It's true. It's so true. So that's why I would suggest going to somewhere that you'd been before. Mm-hmm. Just so you're comfortable there. I do like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, but okay. yeah, this is that's an interesting thing, and and I honestly don't know the answer to what the right order of operations is when you get somewhere and you're waiting on someone. Do you get a drink? Do you wait for them so that you can like buy it together? Yeah. Does then that create pressure for somebody to pay for the other person? I don't know. Right. That's difficult advice to give. Yeah. So let's let's just get let's get past that. Okay. Because that's that's fucking that's, that's a and and that's gonna be that's gonna be clumsy no matter what you do. Especially True. you're meeting a stranger. You don't know what they're gonna look like yes. for the first time. Yes. In this time, you know, we've all got masks on, so it's that much harder. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Luckily, I wear a rose in my lapel. Or oh, a little, right. Yeah. So I always have a long stem rose in a book with me that exactly. I just put on every table. In, in your big hat. In my big giant hat yes. and my big sunglasses. So that makes it easy to mm-hmm. identify us. Um, okay. So, and a polka dot tight. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get past that. Okay. Um, yeah, because I also usually like to buy the person's beverage, mm-hmm. but that's hard if you also want to be prompt, right? And get there early, whatever. Okay, so we're sitting down, we're we're talking. What? Um... <sighs> oh, really quick though, I do want to like in that moment, I want to ask a question about. So, 
if you get there first and uh-huh. you decide I'm going to wait outside for this person. Yes. I always have a panic moment of like, should I be looking at my phone when they walk up? Should I be like looking like yes. out at the street? Should I like, what should I be focusing on when this person like locks in on me and is like, oh, that's the person I'm meeting? A great question. No idea. A fantastic question. And I feel so on the spot in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is really hard. I, I assume looking at your phone probably, but uh, okay. This is another thing that everyone needs to keep in mind. The other person is thinking about how they're presenting yeah, themselves. Yeah, 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 100%. They are not worried about what you're doing. Exactly. It, I know. And I know that. Um, that but that that is such a hard, that, I, I would say impossible to actually internalize, but people are worried about themselves, not you. Yeah. Like you, everyone is feeling how you're feeling in that moment. You're not worried about how they look when they're coming up to you. No, not There's at no all. There's no way. Not at all. And and I I feel like they they're having the exact same experience in the other direction. Yeah. Um. So I I don't think I don't think we need to pick it apart as much as much as we do, but mm-hmm. we're going to. Yeah. Uh. And I would say because be on your phone. <laughs> we're well. What I just asked because one time I think I was meeting somebody. This was years ago. I think I was meeting somebody and I had a book in my bag. And I was just, I was like, That's I'm going to just read this. But like, yep. I was so nervous that like, I wasn't actually reading. No, just looking at the, <laughs> yeah. just looking at the words. Paging through it. I think, uh, that's, that's the move, dude. If you yeah. can bring a book, Ooh. if you got a book on you. You look smart as hell. That's great. But as a dude, I can't, I can't just be carrying a book because I don't have like a purse. So yeah. I'd have to wear, have a backpack on, mm-hmm. which obviously I'm not going to take to a date. So that's, that is difficult. Yeah. Uh, okay, but we're we're sitting down. We're sitting down. We're drinking our coffee. Drinking coffee. Uh, I got a chai tea. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, you get jittery after a certain. Absolutely. Point in the day. Yeah, and I get panic attacks easily. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My heart's racing. <laughs> <laughs> what um what kind of questions do you like to be asked? I think like, you have great conversational instincts, right? Really? Yeah. Thank you. you have a whole podcast. That's true. And two other ones. But with someone I've known for like six years. <laughs> no, but you, I, I think we talked last time. You asked me to tell you about my friends. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a great. Yeah, I guess you've been I on the first that. date with me. Yeah, I have. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Okay. That does make me feel better and more comfortable. And, and I think it's best, much like a podcast, to not come in overprepared. I agree. Um, And I also think that it is best to kind of be aware of, I'm always very aware if the other person doesn't let me talk, Uh huh. but I'm also very aware if the other person isn't talking and is making me do all the talking. Yes. Because both ends- That is a balance. Yeah. Both ends can be unpleasant because on the one hand, you feel like they don't care about you. On the other hand, you feel like it's an interview. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like either of those things. And honestly- I feel like most of the advice I've been given is to fucking make it in an interview. Just be asking them about themselves, which like puts a weird amount of pressure on you to come up with increasingly weirder questions. And also, yeah, they don't learn anything about you, which is a problem. I think I've said this before, but it's more about like a matching of energy. Like if somebody asks me something and I share something about myself, I then would like to have them share something equally yes as vulnerable or whatever about themselves and sometimes I'll facilitate that by going like oh well how about you like what's your family like or like yeah. whatever they asked yeah, yeah yeah but if they if I if I don't do that in the conversation I am looking for somebody who takes the initiative and is like oh that's this is cool about your family here's what mine's like like I don't I like that 
Okay. Okay. That's you know good to how know. conversations go. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> when yeah. you talk to people. How you talk to people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> Uh, okay. So that's gone well. Our conversation is lovely. Yeah. We have a very pleasant time. I love it. We finished our beverages. Uh-huh. Maybe purchased another one because it been, it's been going on so long. Love it. Okay. Uh, we're done. We get up to leave. Mm-hmm. Now, freeze frame. Freeze frame. Record scratch. <laughs> what? I think you're wondering how we got here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're wondering what I'm going to do next. <laughs> I also am. <laughs> what... I'm walking, uh, my impulse is to walk the person to their car. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So as you experienced on our first date, yes. sometimes when coffee dates go well, there is the want for a second movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, in not engaging in the second movement, mm-hmm. whatever that may be, yeah. you are creating, you're leaving them wanting more. Yes, that's true. But by proposing a second movement, you are, you know, expressing that you want to spend more time with the person. Now, I do want to say, usually after a coffee date, the move is let's take a walk. You don't do that very well. I do not do that very well. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I've done in the past. Okay. Uh, When I first moved to Columbus, I went on a date with a gal and we got coffee, then got ice cream. Okay. Cute. And then went to like a board game shop or whatever. Yeah. Because she was a dork as well. Cool. Uh, however, that woman also had a bleeding disorder. So it was a little bit easier because she understood yeah. that I couldn't be walking around. That's also something I have to contend with. Yeah. And then what if she says, do you want to go on a walk? Because the truth is I would say yes. And then I'd be fucked for a week and a half. Because right. Because I, I, I've, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. One time I was in a fucking, I don't know what state, but I, I was somewhere and a pretty girl asked me to go on a walk and around the city. She wanted to explore the city. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. I'll follow you wherever you go. Yeah. And so we walked around the city, had a great time. I thought we were vibing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got back to wherever we started from. I really don't remember where it was. And uh, she told me she was gay. And I was like, oh, okay. that's a bum. Yeah. <laughs> that's, weird thing to reveal at that point. That's unfortunate. Well, we, yeah, we were just. I okay. So it wasn't like a date situation. No, no, no. Okay. It was like a, just a friendly situation. And then we decided to kind of break off from a crowd together. Oh, okay. And like go out on a walk. It, it certainly could have been construed as like a pseudo date, a right. little mini date to feel each other out. Uh, but I didn't know that she was gay. And so it was just totally, Hey, do you want to go kick it? Do you want to go kick it? Yeah. Um, and then I couldn't walk for like a week after that. Cause oh, I got shit. a bleed. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it so wasn't worth it. Oh shit. No, but she, she was very nice. Um, that, okay. So, so yeah, that is something I have to deal with. Yeah. And I never quite know how to do that, how to navigate that situation. Well, well that, that, I, that makes me think of a question for you. I don't remember with you and I, but it was maybe a little, when do you talk about your hemophilia? Yeah, that's a good question. I assume that you knew. Well, it was also different because I have Crohn's too. So I'm sure we bonded about yeah, that. Yeah. Like I, I was going to say, quickly. I think you knew before our first date. Even. Yeah. Oh, sh- well, because we talked for a whole summer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure. sure I'm sure I brought that up. I typically bring it up pretty quickly. Like I. 
I like talking about it and yeah. I, I, I certainly don't mind talking about it. So I assume that this person and I have already spoken about it okay. in some way. Does she know the full extent? Like, does she know that going for a walk is probably out? Or, Here's the thing. Yeah. I don't know if she knows that because I struggle with that quite a bit. I don't, especially early on in a relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. I don't want to set the precedent that I can't do anything. Right. And so it's hard for me to be like, admit that it would be a problem if we went on a walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I hate doing that because although that's kind of true, I, for some reason, don't want her to think that because it might I don't know it could it could affect her decision to date me I guess or or whatever I'm just so worried about immediately revealing oh I'm pretty I'm pretty limited in my mobility I don't I want to know if you would agree with this because it's it's how I felt when we were dating I always just assumed and may and maybe this was the wrong thing to do but I always just assumed that you could do whatever and that you would tell me if you couldn't. Yeah. And I think that's how I treated you in our relationship. And I yeah. think that's why it was successful. I think so too. Yeah. I, yes, I, I, I appreciate that. And, and I assume most people would do that. Yeah. Um, however, I, yeah. And so I don't know where that fear is coming from that they, right. they would totally change well, and say, I, I think a lot of people I mean, I experienced that like people like you tell people you have a, a chronic illness or whatever and they they want to be accommodating. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. and it kind of can become infantilizing a little bit. Yes, too. totally. Yeah. And, yeah. And you don't want that. Right. You don't want them to think that you can't can't do something. Yeah. And so it's 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 rough. Uh, and so I don't yeah, I don't know if she knows that. I think I think generally speaking, they do because it's it's just it would be impossible for me to have not talked about it. I feel yeah. like it's such a big part of my life. Um, but it, she'd probably quickly learn because I'm sure I would go on that walk and then have a bleed and mm-hmm. then tell the person about that bleed. And, and then they'd, they'd say, terrible. they'd say, oh shit, we shouldn't have done that. And I'd be like, oh, it's all right. It doesn't always happen. And yeah, it then, does, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with that. So let's say then for the sake of the exercise, we got coffee and now we're going to go sit in a bookstore. Yes, okay, okay. And that is, that's another thing. Cause I, have you planned the next move in your mind before the date started a possible part two? So it, it depends if I, if I initiated the date, probably, yeah. I probably have a couple avenues. Yeah. 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 Ending in, I told Drew, you know, I shaved my butthole. So I'm uh-huh. preparing for all possibilities, uh, totally. including them ending up back at my house, even though it's a first date. I try not to do that. Of course. But you never know. Sure. Um, so yeah, I think if, if I am kind of the, in the driver's seat of the date, I'm probably thinking about it. Uh-huh. So I think it's appropriate for you to do that if you are in the driver's okay, seat. Okay. Okay. So I planned, I planned a second move. Yeah. Speaking of fucking what, how, what, who, <laughs> your cars. <laughs> no, don't do it in there. <laughs> no, 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 no. How do you deal with the car situation? Do you say meet me at my place or do you, do you drive the person to your place and then drive them back so they can get their car the next day or whatever? That's so interesting. And that's honestly a big reason why I don't like fucking on the first date because yeah. because that is such a logistic nightmare. It is. Just wait till the second date. And at that point, I know you. You can pick me up and yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. seamless. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I'll like the next morning, I'll get an Uber back to my house or something. You know, okay. like it's it, it, that's why I think we should all wait and not have sex on the first date. Everybody. I, 
Yeah, it's a rough one. It's a rough one. Every hookup I've ever had has just like we just started at the person's place. Yeah. And so it wasn't it wasn't a, a logistical fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like I imagine that would be. Uh, okay. I mean, obviously, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, of course. You know, you, you're free. Yeah. Live your life. Everyone's free. Everyone's free. Um, okay. 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 So we do the part two of the date. Now let's, let's say every, everything went well. We're ending the date. Uh, how you, I I would immediately try to make plans if it went well. Uh, Which I love. I love because as soon as a date ends, you're going to enter a period of not talking to the person, right? Whether it's that short period of their commute back to their homes or, we just spent a couple hours together and now we're going to decompress. And I like before jumping into that period of no contact after a date, having the, they liked me enough to schedule a follow-up. Yeah. And so I feel at peace. I have an anxious attachment style. And so I like to feel at peace in that way. Yeah. And, and yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. But, Um, and I want to, I want to caveat all this coming by saying that I'm coming at this wanting the person to like me and wanting this to go well if i was just a girl who like didn't really care one way or the other yeah i don't know what the move is yes exactly that's that's true well yeah i think we in an effort to make this productive have to approach it as if we do like this person and we want this to go well yeah uh because otherwise who fucking cares just fucking do just do whatever you know what i mean (laughs) yeah um okay okay that's good those are good first date advices advice Ed VCs. Ed VCs. I appreciate Avicii. that. Avicii. Uh, Avicii. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Dustin Diamond. I hope that, Avicii. yeah, I hope that was uh, productive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, I don't know. It's just been a minute. And I feel like, as we talked about last week, I think my, my first dates have always been so, like, handed to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That now that I'm a little bit older and I can't rely on my devilish good looks, mm-hmm. I do want to yeah. like approach it as well as possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it a good time. Um, oh, another little question I had for you. What, what is the first thing you think of when you hear the words romantic gesture? Uh, nothing. I nothing? Yeah, nothing came to my head. Okay, okay. Because that is something that I hear, I think everyone hears a lot in uh, in relation to relationships. And yeah. like you need to, every, you need to be romantic and have these romantic gestures for your partner. But I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means either. Okay, good, good. And I don't think that's because romantic gestures don't exist. I think it's just because like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, that you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, and and I, I I think the truth of it is that they can just be like super small things that we don't necessarily register as like grand romantic gestures. Yeah. I think that's the misconception and that's what like fucks me up and that's why I was interested to hear your perspective on that because everyone assumes... My first like thought when I hear that is like surprising someone with a fucking trip to Paris or whatever. So much. When it, it's so much. Yeah. And in reality, I think the just get me some skittles. Just get me some skittles. Yeah. That's it. Hello, romantic. Some kazoozles. Oh, love a zoos. Yes, and then that's that is a great romantic gesture. Yeah. 
And it doesn't have to be a grand thing. I think that maybe varying degrees of a romantic gesture is important throughout a relationship. Like getting me Skittles is like an everyday romantic gesture. You know, taking me to Paris is a we've been married for 50 years romantic gesture. So there's like, you know. 50 years? I don't know. And you're going to Paris? (laughs) You're way too old. (laughs) What are you going to do in Paris at 70? Okay. I don't know. 80. I don't know. Mm Mm-mm. We're not going to Paris. Paris, Texas, maybe. hey <laughs> London, Ohio. Just laying down. But yeah, but that the the point is there are there's a time and place. Yeah. If if all somebody ever did for me was get me Skittles at, for the end for our entire relationship and didn't celebrate other milestones in a more romantic and meaningful way, I would probably be upset. Yeah. But I'm not trying to like doesn't have to be a movie every goddamn day yeah exactly exactly because it can't be it, it's too exhausting it's way too exhausting yeah i i couldn't handle that i um dude yeah again speaking of my hemophilia it does feel like a lot of romantic gestures are like activities mm-hmm. and so it is it is shitty being limited in the amount of activities that you can do because like i want to take you to the grove but i can't <laughs> i can't do that today. Oh, the grove <laughs> yeah oh, okay <laughs> yeah, and and so I want to challenge the verbiage of like taking or going or doing, mm-hmm. and maybe Please we do. could just we could just make it a, a less active verb. Yes, like I'm gonna read your palm. I'm gonna read your palm. Uh huh. Trying yeah. to think of verbs you can do sitting down. Uh huh. Read. Uh, uh. I'm gonna drink. play with your hair. Yeah, that's yep. romantic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna play. Crush Bandicoot with you. Yeah, that'd be very romantic. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It doesn't have to be. And again, I think that's why I wanted to uh, unpack that with you because mm-hmm. I need to uh, reframe the romantic gesture in my mind. Yeah. Because it's not it's not all going to the grove. Well, I mean, the, the representation that we have in the media of romance... <laughs> <laughs> The media. The media. Ryan Seacrest. It's so narrow. It's so narrow. There's no representation in romantic media. Chris Hansen. Chris Harrison. Whoopi Goldberg. Who else is the media? (laughs) Anderson Cooper. Ellen DeGeneres. Rachel Maddow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's none of that. No, there's, there's, it. What romance looks like on the TV is is yeah. incredibly narrow. It's different. Yeah. That is narrow. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Good to keep in mind. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um, oh, what else did I want to talk to you about? I don't know. It's your episode. Oh, again. Okay. We're, so we're keeping with the theme of Michael's getting back into dating. Okay. But also, this doesn't really fit with that theme. Uh, one night stand etiquette. Okay. 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 <laughs> we're hooking up with somebody. Ayo. Okay. We're just going. We're going. We're gonna. We're gonna smush bits. Bing, bang, boom. And then we're gonna go about our day. Then we're gonna what? Okay. So my my question is, <laughs> let's say I'm going to a woman's house. Yeah. And our both of our intentions are pretty clear here. Yeah. We're gonna hook up. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what we're doing. That's why we're. That's why we've scheduled the meeting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The agenda went out beforehand and that's yes. the only item on and it. On it was fucking. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we, ha- we, we hook up. Mm-hmm. 
What is your preferred next step? Am I staying? <sighs> I think I'm weird. Okay. Well, I don't. Do you don't know? If uh, okay, okay. This is not f- a rule for everyone. If you are a, an emotionally mature person, capable of of things, this does probably not apply to you. I would say though, they're probably not a listener then. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I have been guilty of setting a hookup with somebody Uh that I hoped the hooking up would induce them to want to do more than hooking up with me. Yes. So if that's the scenario, I am wanting them to stay and Uh breakfast and fall in love with me, whatever. Sure, sure. If it is very much... We are just smashing and we don't even like each other that much. Uh-huh. You can leave. I can leave. Yeah. Okay. I okay. don't need you to hang out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But dude, how do you know? I, the, uh, you uh, can't. You don't. You can't you know. You don't. I mean, I'm sure in some instances it's very apparent like if it's like we really have not gotten to know each other and the only thing we've talked about is hooking up and like. Yeah. I don't know your last name and like. Right, 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 right. I'm sure that, but like. That's kind of obvious. Yeah. But if you're like talking with somebody, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. That's a messy world. Right, right. That I, I've very seldom participated in. Yeah. And uh, I imagine it could be in my future here pretty soon once the pandy's over yeah but i don't i don't know how to navigate it because it's it's so impossible well i think navigating it is just talking about it and communicating and setting expectations i that's mean true like so the the way that i try to communicate that i'm not trying to hook up with somebody is if we again i try not to sleep with people on the first date uh-huh. sometimes you have an oopsie whatever sure um but usually at some point I will communicate, hey, I actually don't really want to sleep together until maybe like date three. Uh-huh. And I just am going to let you know that. Yeah, that's right, good. Right out of the gate. That's and good. that I think communicates from me, I'm interested in you romantically uh, because I, I don't want to center having sex during this period of getting to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I try to set that's the killer. expectation. I, dude, I wish everyone did that always. <laughs> I wish everyone did that always. The old adage was three dates. Yeah, anyway. that's why I, I'm referencing my like uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Is that? Would you say that's your average, other than the oopsies? <laughs> yes. However. It then becomes very clear who is dating you to have sex with you and who is dating you because they're interested in you. And I would say that 80% of the time after I say that, the person is no longer interested. Really? So we don't even make it to date three. <clears throat> Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's, okay. it's and, and I guess that's maybe a credit to some of these dudes. It's not like they're stringing me along until date True. three and then That's dipping. a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, people have done that. It's not sure. great. Yeah. But yeah. That's not the the norm. I think that's been my average as well. It's yeah. Third third date. Yeah. Smush. Yeah. Smush is a bad name for it, huh? I don't I don't know what else to say because you really hit the hard K on fucking earlier, and it. Really I did. Just, it was not good. It it, it haunts me. Does it? Mm-hmm. It echoed in your head. You did. I remember I was watching a movie called Biker Boys with Biker a Z. Biker Boys. When I was a religious boy. Okay. I was probably seven 
and I wa- I wasn't swearing because of the Lord. Right. Because he said, don't say fuck. Don't do that. And I remember in one scene, this guy says, fuck you, really loud. Mm-hmm. And it like, it echoed in my mind for days. Okay. It was the only time I've ever experienced that. I like kept thinking, I kept thinking that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to hell because I watched someone say fucking. Yeah. Or fuck you. Uh-huh. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. That's bananas. Kids shouldn't have to be worried about that. No, dude. Children, that should not be what children are worried about. No, no, like, no. Learn your times tables and sit quietly. 12 plus 3 or 12 times 3? 36. No, 20. No, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, 36. Oh, uh, yay. Yeah, you got it. I'm not confident it. about it is the thing. I'm just No, I wasn't either. At. You fucked me up with your lack of confidence. You need to be confident <laughs> yourself. I'm not. I can never. Not no. about math. You're oh, my God. It. So speaking of not being confident about math, last night we played D&D and there was a math puzzle and I just felt so bad that I couldn't contribute. You didn't. Yeah, you did. You just didn't didn't, try. I just completely disengaged. It was bringing me back to like sitting at the kitchen table with my mom doing my algebra homework and crying and just wanting to go to bed because it was 10 p.m. and I had had dance classes all night and I didn't know why I was being put through so much academic rigor and also physical rigor and I was very stressed. That sounds like a nightmare. It was a nightmare. That sounds like a nightmare. Did you do your homework with your with your mother? Uh, I had to with my algebra because otherwise yeah. I wouldn't do it because yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know how to do it because I should not have been in algebra. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that sucks, dude. That sucks. I do not miss those days at all. Uh, you were a good student though, because I had to. That's true. I had my my mother would not have that. let me be a bad student. Right. Like she would have been way too embarrassed. Her colleagues were the ones giving me grades, so like oh shit. she wouldn't have allowed that to happen. That's true. I was not allowed to fail as a child. In retrospect, it's so funny how little my parents paid attention to my education, like my grades and stuff. Yeah, they had no fucking clue what was going on. Yeah, they just like let me handle it, and that was not the right decision. <laughs> That was not the right decision. I remember the revelation in second grade that you didn't have to try. And uh, I spent a week, like we would be assigned homework. And as soon as I would get it, I would get it in the classroom and it was meant for us to take home and do. But I would look at it and I would just like fucking scribble. And then I would close my book. I would scribble before the bell rang. Close my book and be like, okay, I'm done with my homework. Uh, did, I don't, I did I don't fucking care what <laughs> what the grade is. Yeah. And my teacher had to take me aside and she was like, you, this is incomprehensible. I don't like, know what the fuck you're doing. You have to do it. You have to do it. Yeah. Like, I, I understand that you want to be lazy and not do homework, but there's a different way to do what you're doing. And it's not just scribble <laughs> anything and get a fucking 0% on this stuff. If, if I have kids, I want them to want to do well in school because it feels good to succeed at things. Yes. I don't want them to think that their entire value and their entire relationship with me depends on their academic performance. That is so great. Yes. I've been thinking about that too. I, I Instilling in your children like the the fun of learning something yeah. is not... I did not get that. I did not get like... Hey man, it's just cool to like know, know a thing that you didn't know before. Yeah. Like it was never framed that way to me. It was always framed as like you need to memorize this so you can pass this thing so you can move on. Right. It wasn't, "Hey dude, it's so fucking cool to know about the grove." <laughs> you know? What is the grove, I have Michael? No, I have no Where clue. are we going? I have no clue. <laughs> I have n- no idea. <laughs> but yeah, and then in high school 
Like my parents, the only thing they knew about my grades were my report cards. Mm -hmm. They didn't know any grade on any test or anything in between the report cards. It was always just those, which is so crazy. Yeah. I can't believe, I can't believe that they were just like, yeah, man, we trust you, whatever. You're going to be fine. And I did, and I wasn't, I did, I did horribly in high school. That was not my educational experience. No, God, and God bless you. Well, it, it. I think it kind of backfired and then God bless my mom for trying, but I think it kind of backfired because then once I got to college, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. 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 I can have ice cream for have- dinner. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I cannot turn in assignments and nobody cares. Yeah. 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 You had my second grade revelation. Yeah. In college <laughs> when the stakes were much Way higher. higher. <laughs> Turns out second grade, not that important. College? More so, it's expensive. Pretty important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's when I realized you I should do good. I shouldn't be doing <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we made it. We, we made ju- it through. Looks like we made it. Looks like we made it. That's true. We graduated college. Now we're at the workforce. Hey, I love working. Uh huh. It's good. It is good. <laughs> that is good. I wonder. I don't think I had anything else written down necessarily one night stand etiquette <laughs> uh yeah the only other question i had written down was um this was just something that popped into my head the other day uh-huh did you think we were going to be friends when we broke up i think i really hoped so yeah. I, I because i think i remember that we had that converse we that was like a theme of our breakup was yes. that we didn't want to we didn't hate each other. Right. right. Um, I don't, I, I think there was probably a period of time when we weren't talking after we broke up that I probably wrote it off in my head Mm -hmm. and I was probably just like, all right, well that we wanted to, but it might just be too hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's where I was. Yeah. Cause like, uh, again, we had, we had that conversation, but it's always difficult if you only ever knew that person in the context of being romantic with them. right yeah like, we weren't really friends before no and so transitioning into a uh, friendship after that is often difficult we've done it so well we have a podcast i about know it. jesus but yeah that Seamless. that is that is difficult like with like with um uh other girls i've been in a relationship with i wanted to have a friendship afterwards but they didn't explicitly say this but but kind of did um just through their actions like i don't know you yeah. as a friend i don't yeah. know how to enjoy your presence without taking it somewhere else or like it's just we can't do it we don't know how to function that way yeah uh we'd have to totally start over and i already have a bunch of friends so why i we're not we're not going to do that you know i mean and i think the difference was like it it was hard i mean we had to recontextualized our relationship and that took a long time but it for me like it was worth it like it was worth learning relearning how to interact with you yes yeah because totally. i like you a lot mm-hmm. and i respect you yeah 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 and i think i think we gave ourselves enough there was enough time that yeah. we came back and didn't like we gave ourselves enough time to kind of forget the instinctual response to each other does that make sense yeah and i think a big thing like i've talked to you about before how when you were in when you got into a serious relationship after we had broken up mm-hmm that was difficult for me, but ultimately for our friendship, I think it was instrumental because to me that communicated like, oh, he's over me for sure. Yeah. Like he has gone, he has felt the depth of feeling that he felt about me for somebody else. Yeah. And so I feel like he's, 
he like when he thinks in his mind now about like who he loves uh-huh. that's not me anymore yeah so i can now reinsert myself as something else oh interesting yeah yes like that place needed to be filled yeah before i yeah oh that's interesting mm-hmm. i never thought about that but you're probably right that was probably good and i don't know like had you not gotten in that relationship i don't know where we would be right now yeah that's a good question because yeah. it, our friendship really did start as a result of that like yeah. after after that is when we actually started hanging out again. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, man, I, I, I had never uh, processed that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Man. Well, shout out to her. Hell yeah. <laughs> Did something right. Shout out to her. Yeah. Uh, man, that's true. What a good, this has been a good conversation. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, helping me with the first date thing. Because yeah. it's been, it's been, uh, I've been thinking a lot about it as I've gotten back on Tinder and I've started talking to people. Um, the first date is the most horrifying thing. So you spend some time here in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. and would you ever date somebody in Cincinnati? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. I, I think about that. Like I, when I go see you, I still have my yeah, the apps are a fire in, and so uh-huh. I have Columbus in my pool. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know if you were also thinking like that. I might have to move back to the four one nine though, and I'm not looking forward. You might to have it. to. Yeah. Why? Insurance stuff. Oh. Uh, my insurance company currently thinks I live in the four one nine, so I yeah. can keep my hematologist. Mm. And so I have to, I have to make a decision about that, but I'm not. I don't know. Okay, but like, how would they know? <laughs> like, just give them tax your mom's stuff. After. Like, oh. yeah, but like, I pay taxes in Columbus. It's Columbus, yeah, um, that's annoying. Like my, yeah, my name is on a lease of an apartment in Columbus. Yeah, so. don't know. Interesting. We'll see. We'll see. I was also thinking of this is probably I shouldn't be broadcasting this probably, <laughs> but I was also thinking of uh, <clears throat> my friend is gonna is pretty soon going to rent an apartment for himself. And I was like, can you just throw my name on that lease? So it looks like I have two places Ooh. and then I'll throw you like 20 bucks a month or whatever. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, I'll pay for your, like, I don't know. Gas or gas whatever. Or yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. That seems shitty. convoluted it's though. So, yeah, I know. But the fucking world of insurance, man, Jesus, Christ. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. So they won't pay for you to, you want to keep your hematologist? Yes. Okay. Yes. I've only ever had one. I've only ever been at that hospital. Yeah. Um, and you know, my experiences at the Columbus hospital last year so bad. were horrible. Yeah. And I, I kind of quickly I always I I always knew in my head that dealing with another hematologist would not be easy. Yeah. But I I really didn't understand that it I would have to like be teaching them how my diagnosis works i would have to convince them to give me the, the medication that, that i had need. for your entire life yeah and yeah. like uh, as much as i need it but i i was in the hospital i i truly believe an extra like five days because they wouldn't give me enough factor they wouldn't give me my prescription of factor yeah they kept like uh undercutting it because they thought i was gonna fucking clot which is no one that's not the problem you so have so silly yeah um or have a thrombotic event, but that just, I think that just means have a clot. Um, yeah. And, and so after that, I was just like, fuck, man, I really need, I do need to stick to Toledo and my, yeah. my hematologist in Toledo. But, but then when I had to find new insurance, they were like, no, nah, dude, you can't, 
You can. There's no one in your network. He's not in your network in fucking Lewis Center. Get out of here, you silly Billy. Um, That's and how far away is that? Uh, it's probably like two hours from I was, Lewis Center. I was trying to think like if if you move to like Detroit or somewhere cool. Would, yeah, would I that mean, still be closer? Yeah, but oh, it definitely be closer to Toledo. Yeah. Uh, but again, I I don't know if because that's in Michigan, in Michigan would the network? Would, yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's Damn. Oh, fucking insurance sucks. <sighs> but, shit. you know. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. Nope. And you just keep living. Maybe you just shouldn't have hemophilia. That's a good idea. Have you ever considered that? You're right. Yeah. Do you, can I have your liver? You can. You know what? I'll take your hemophilia if you take my Crohn's. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. No? <laughs> nope. Definitely not. Not doing that? Absolutely not. No, no, no. No, I I had that conversation with a friend of mine when we were kids because he had type one diabetes (laughs) and he was like, I think you have it worse, man. And I thought, no, No. in retrospect, uh, the chronic pain is a big deal. Yeah. But like, I just remember him having to check his blood sugar all the time and him like not being able to eat donuts whenever he wanted. And Uh, I thought, man, I can't do do it. I can't do that. Can't be doing that. I can't do it. You know? Also, the, the, I give myself IV Full on stick your vein. But the, the finger pricks just seem so annoying, like so I biting. I don't like it. No. I don't like the I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. And obviously there's cool new technology. This was back in, you know, the back 1970s. The but yeah. Um, when Michael was a baby. When I was a baby in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't imagine. No. Shout out to all of our diabetic listeners. Speaking of babies in the 70s, how old would you date? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. How old would I date? Keeping in mind, the older you get, the more likely it is that somebody has a child. True. That's very true. I'm going to give you the general rule. Okay. But I will say that I would make an exception if this person was like, for an older, if this person was like super cool. I'm older. (laughs) Um, an aged. Yeah. I would say right now I'm 28 years old. Mm-hmm. I will be 29 this year. Yeah. I would date like a 35 year old mm-hmm. probably. Um, but anything, anyone older than that would not be my instinct. Okay. However, again, I would make an exception if it was like some super cool, if some super cool lady. Would you date somebody with a kid? Okay, I've been thinking a lot about this. Yeah. Be careful. I I don't think so. It's I think that's allowed. Yeah. You're allowed to say that. I listen. I'm just saying that for the child. Yeah. Like I yeah. I don't <laughs> think I should be dating someone with a kid. Yeah. I appreciate the you know the the beauty of being a parent. Mm-hmm. However, comma I <laughs> Don't think I'd be a good one, at, l- at least like not right now. now. Yeah, and like coming into a kid's life, oh man, I, I I just don't think I'd be good at it. I realize now that I have a perspective that I am so grateful that I have. I have two step parents that became step parents in their early, not like I think it was like late twenties, early thirties for both of them. Yeah, or mid thirties for my stepdad, and. 
I had a really great experience with my stepdad. Yeah. And I had an experience where I felt like my stepmom resented me. I've had both of those experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that has really cemented if you don't think that you want a kid around. Yes. Don't date somebody with a kid. Okay. That's a good insight. Like speaking as the kid, I think I felt it. I think I felt the resentment that I was around. And I don't think I'm a resentful person, but I do know yeah. that there probably would be at least some subconscious resentment of, yeah. I really wish I could bang your mom right now, kid, but, but you're, you're crying yeah, and you need a, a cheeseburger yeah. and I can't make cheeseburgers. You know, <laughs> We got to go to the McDonald's we down go the to street. The McDonald's. You'd have to get in the car. Yeah. You need a whole situation to Ugh. get in the car. It takes kids forever to get in cars. And you know what? I want to watch magic Mike, right and that's not appropriate for you right and so we gotta watch the wiggles or whatever the kids watch now <laughs> right peppa pig yeah and i don't know peppa pig uh, we don't know her i didn't grow up with peppa pig uh-uh that's the thing is i think when i when and if i do have kids they're gonna be watching old school shit She's because British. i'm not i'm not gonna watch all the new stuff absolutely not no i would like to show a kid batman the animated series but i feel like he's not gonna appreciate it as much as i do and it's gonna piss me off <laughs> And I'm going to be like, kid, look, they reimagined Mr. Freeze here. And this is the introduction of Harley Quinn. And he's going to be like, Batman jumps high. And I'm going to say, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't understand the nuance. You don't get it. Yeah. Okay. This is Kevin Conroy. Okay. Okay. And Mark Hamill is the Joker. And it's the best Joker performance ever. He looks like a clown. Exactly. And I'm going to say, I'm leaving you. And and your your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Because of that response. But I think it takes a special type of person to be a killer step-parent. It and, does. Uh, it really does. I'm not that type of person. No. And, and listen, maybe when I'm at an age where I'm like psyched for kids generally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I will feel more comfortable with it, but I, I just don't think I'd be a good parent. Yeah. Right now. No, me neither. And so I can't. We've talked about this before. I feel like we just rehash conversations sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, I like doing that with you. You're my friend. In different contexts, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. We probably have talked about babies. Whatever. But whatever. No one's complained. It's our podcast. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. No one's complained about it, so that's all right. Oh, speaking of people complaining about our podcast... Oh, we had our first hater. We have our first hater. Yeah, yeah. I, We recorded the episode at Michael's last week on Friday night, and then we woke up Saturday morning, and I woke up on Michael's couch to the notification that somebody had left a mean comment on one of our Instagram posts, and then when I went to check it, it had already been deleted, because yeah. Michael is not having that shit. No. Uh, but I feel a lot... I, I When we first started doing the podcast, I uh, feared criticism quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but now that that's happened, I feel kind of relieved because I, it doesn't, I don't care as much as I thought I would. And also kind of more legitimized because we have a hater and that's, that's kind of like fucking famous of that's us. That's true. Dude, yeah. okay. So I want to run through my emotions when I saw that. Yeah. I, was, I, I laughed when I saw it initially. His comment was like, uh, this is terrible. This is when, why. When are people going to learn not everyone needs a podcast? Yeah. Okay. And so I read that and I thought it was funny. And then I remembered you expressing your concern about getting criticism from fucking random internet strangers. Yeah. And I was like, I have a decision here. I could roast this man until he deletes his Instagram, Mm -hmm. which I'd be happy to do. Mm -hmm. Or just delete it and move on. I hope Natalie doesn't see it necessarily. And so when you came in and you were like, yo, I saw that comment. 
that's hilarious. We got our first hater. This is great. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. That's great. <laughs> Thank goodness. I, I was so happy that you felt the same way about it that I did, which was just funny. It was a surprise to me that I felt that way because I genuinely like that was my biggest fear in starting this. It was like, I know that not everybody needs a podcast, Michael. I don't want the internet to tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, and also as a woman on the internet. I am constantly being criticized for everything I do, which is why I don't do many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Publicly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, but but I was, I very much surprised myself in my reaction of just, oh, that's fucking funny. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Also, I do just want to say something about that man. He's in a fucking shitty local metal band. Not everyone needs a metal band. Yeah, do you know what else <laughs> the fucking world doesn't need more of, bub? <laughs> Shitty metal bands. Let people enjoy things. Oh, you went dumb, dum 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 dum. I've job. never fucking heard that one before. <laughs> Fuck off. God damn it. No. God damn it. No, that's fine. We appreciate the hater. We love it. But more so, we appreciate the lovers. Our wonderful lover listeners. Yeah, that's that's what they all are. Yeah, all our all our lovers. Thank you all mm-hmm. very much. And I think uh, Natalie, I think we've reached. Uh, Did we do it? Oh, shit. Yeah, we've been going an hour 40, homie. Oh, shit. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Um, your dogs are sleeping. They're very good. And uh, thank you all for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we love you very much. We love you very much. We should probably talk about what we're doing for Valentine's Day. Yes. We're doing a... I mean, we don't really know yet. A cool video, though. Yeah, probably. Um, which I think we'll record next weekend. Cool. With our friend Pidget. Are we going to do an episode as well? Y- yeah. Okay, cool. I think so. I figured we would just like get together, do an episode, and then record that, okay. and then post that. Cool. Uh, we have not discussed that. Nope. Yet, but that's this so is our meeting. This is that. Welcome to the strategy meeting. Yep. Thank you all for uh, listening to the strategy meeting, and because you're a part of this as well. You know, we're like mm-hmm. the Packers. We, yeah. We're owned by our fans. Our fans. Yeah. <laughs> that's a sports reference. I got it. I know. I was just proud of myself. Oh, good job, Natalie. Let me celebrate the fact that I know sports. Come on and slam. And welcome to the gym. sports. <laughs> All right. Good All night. Right. I think, yeah. I think good night, New, New York. York. We love you.